Welcome back to Movie Trailer Reach Podcast. Your host, Chris Rowe and Brandon. And we are here to wrap up uh, Lovecraft Country. Uh, we are reviewing all the way to the finale. So we're doing episodes eight, Jigabobo, uh, um, episode nine, Rewind 1921, and then 10, Full Circle. Um, we'll jump right into it. What do you guys think? Uh, the episode that Misha Green decided that's when we needed to see what her uh, directorial sensibilities was, uh, she was fantastic. Um, I now would like a black cigar to sit outside my house and just throw police up and down the street as it eats them. Just, you know, initial thoughts. <laughs> that was one of the scarier episodes. Um, I guess in the back half, I guess. So I think the first episode probably still for me, it's the scariest just because it it's so real life <laughs> with the with the horror of it. Oh, okay. I mean, I'll give you that, but I meant good old fashioned. I'm watching a movie, scary. Them little topsy bopsy out of that dad blasted book girls and the the these whole entrance. Mm, okay. Into the forefront of the storyline. I meant like the direction they took, the angle where they brought in the fantasy elements of more like the magical realism at all. Those were the first times where I was watching it and I started going, nope, nope, nope. And it wasn't so much a, yeah, this is true. This happens. I'm disturbed. I'm not okay. I was okay. But that stuff was, I, when that little girl popped up on the window with her whole, I was not okay. I'm just, mm-mm. okay, I'll give you that. That's true. Sure. Yeah, that that's what I meant by the scariest version. Um, yeah, no, I mean I always have a thing about kids too, so uh, fuck kids. Right. Yeah. So yeah, we've had the discussion. Don't, don't do this is the kids. first time that it wasn't some children of the corn type children, but still fucked them kids. Yeah, no, I appreciate it because usually it's scary. It is scary white kids. So the fact that it's scary little black girls. Um, okay, okay, still not still not as bad as scary white kids, but you know, you gotta do what you gotta do. Nothing scarier than a bunch of white kids turning around and coming and saying, come play with us forever and ever. It's not now, not ever. Mm-mm. True. Mm-mm. Brandon. Are we talking about just the just in general. episode eight or are we talking about the whole end? I mean, we're talking about the whole thing at this point. I mean, it's over. It's not like you're not spoiling anything. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, for the, for the most part, the conclusion of all of this just made me realize how much I need to go back and rewatch all of it again. Now that I I have a somewhat string of story here that I was able to hold on to for the most part, as long as I possibly could, without getting wrapped up in all the toxic serviness of just, we're doing this story and we're doing this story and this magic is here and this evil is here and, you know, Journey is running past here and she's running past here and, oh, look, she's also running over there. Like, it's just a whole lot of, I think, really great Black imagery. And, um, you know, just like the horror element to it was great. And then they get into the sci-fi element as well. I thought the combination of all of it made it so unique from anything else I've seen this year and probably in a while. And basically just fresh as far as like a black product that we were able to experience in what's been a crazy, crazy year anyway. So I think it kind of fit perfectly with us being stuck at home and looking, having something to look forward to every Sunday to watch. Um, I'm not sure where it's going to go from here, what the plans are, but honestly, um, I'm just, I'm here for the next Misha Green project. Um, I'm here for the next Journey project. I'm here um, for basically 
just anything different with black people in it and our story interwoven around whatever other genres of TV or film that they that somebody would like to do with us as the signature audience. You know, it's cool that white people were able to watch this and enjoy it as well. But I really, this is one of those moments where it's like, isn't it so fucking great to be black? Because the experience that we got from it was truly like deep rooted in just things that we, I think sometimes, I think a lot of these episodes watch them, it's like things I didn't know I wanted to see as a black audience member on television. And this show was able to really capitalize on that. And they kind of allowed Misha and other writers to come through and pretty much fucking flex. And that's all I'm really asking for when it comes down to black productions and what we can do with TV and television and what we can do with television and film when you give us the opportunity and allow us to just fucking flex. Yeah. That's that's fair. No. What do you think? Well, no, same thing. Um, this is something that I've talked before about with TV shows, um, movies, and honestly, recently, Deepom and I have been talking a lot about it with um, comic books. We just did our um, uh, Superman. We wrapped up Superman. We're talking about, you know, with Superman, you have all this history all the way back to 19, you know, 1930s, and it's kind of hard doing the character because sometimes people don't, like, have a plan for what they're writing. They're just writing a Superman story. Um, others actually, you know, you, you go on a long run, you know, um, and that's when you get, you get magic, right? Um, you do, we see this all the time. Jonathan Hickman's doing something great with X-Men. We talk about Claremont run, things like that. And I think that you're seeing the same thing in TV. When you give a creator an opportunity, whether they're going to stick to just one season or you give multiple seasons or whatever, as long as you let the creator take something and run with it. And they're not like, mm, I don't know, a Zack Snyder. And they actually have some kind of talent among them. Um, you can get something great happening. You know, we saw this with Watchmen. They did it with um, Lovecraft Country. Um, there's elements of Lovecraft Country that really, I really even appreciate even more because I just finished, you know, earlier this season, one of my favorite shows of all time ended, uh, um, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. And Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. did a lot of the same thing of wrapping things back to the beginning. Um, with Lovecraft Country, they did that in, um, in one season. And it's, it's always funny to me when I see people say, oh, wow. I mean, I think what was the last episode? Isn't it literally the last episode, like, um, Full Circle? Yeah, the last episode of this is called Full Circle because they bring everything back to where you kind of started at. And I know um, I haven't really been focusing too much on other people's commentary on this, but I do know just from talking to you two and seeing some commentary online where people really weren't for individual episodes seeing how everything kind of connected. And I think by the time you end the season, you see that, oh, everything is connected, everything matters, everything pulls together, and there's little threads there that you definitely want to go back and watch the whole season again now with that in mind. Um, but I think that that's how you're supposed to treat TV shows and comics and, and all this kind of creative content where you need to give it room to breathe. You know, if you, if you have a 10-episode season, you're in episode five, and you're saying, you know... I feel like they're not going to bring that back. I don't feel like they're going to go anywhere. And I'll give you a perfect example of that. Um, in like right before full circle started, I was sitting there going like, Hey, I wonder where they're going to bring, wonder where they're going to do with Jimmy, Jimmy Chung's character. I can't remember if she comes back in, in 10 or not. I think she comes back in 10. And I was like, wait, they, she shows up in like seven and they don't do anything. I'm like, well, when are they going to do anything with that? Cause she, she just disappears and they literally bring her back and she's an important piece of, wrapping thing up and I'm like, well, yeah, that's why you just have to wait for everything to come in. You have to wait for the story to unfold 
in the end, if there's still some things that are missing, then you can talk about it then. But so many times I feel like we want instant gratification when it comes um, to some of our content. And with a show like Lovecraft Country or some of the other shows where the creators know they have at least a full season to tell their story, you can't do that, right? You got to let it unfold. You got to let it marinate. You got to let it go through. And I think that was the most rewarding thing about Lovecraft Country to me. I mean, obviously there's the horror elements, there's the, the race elements and those kind of things there. But I love the fact that they piece everything back together and everything ties back into some of those things that felt like they weren't connected at the beginning. Well, we have a tendency to forget that when you're doing something episodically, um, sometimes you have to throw a lure out there early with the intention of leaving people with the question of whether they're coming back to that. And I agree with you. I think we've gotten really impatient. But I also think that um, we hold Black creators to such a different standard than we hold white or other non black but non-white creators too like every single misstep that lovecraft country made people went in to destroy the show not just to say you know this wasn't handled right like the storyline with the two-spirited um native indigenous person yehima you know they unpacked the things because they were setting up to deal with um the 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 hypocrisy that black people can do evil things and be bad people too and make bad choices but they didn't unpack it enough to deal with the other elements that existed within the character that they created. And it kind of caused a mess. But Misha Green owned it. I mean, she was like, you're right. I didn't, I didn't, I, I, like I said, when we were talking about it, as someone who's outside of that experience, I understood and I, and where they were going resonated with me. And it also kind of spun off into some conversations about masculinity and the DL and all other kinds of things, but they were right. There were an entirely other aspect of that, that they didn't have the particular person in the room to flag that. But right after that, you started seeing, oh, the show is transphobic. The show is fatphobic and this, that, and the other. People waited for every single misstep or every single thing that didn't kind of jibe with them or their perception or what their understanding of this space was supposed to be. And I think that Lovecraft Country as a whole season has proven that if you give people not only just room to breathe, but room to work, even like I really enjoyed seeing Black people front and center with some of these standard sci-fi fantasy horror tropes and to let them be black people in those tropes. So you've got the friends to enemies to lovers the or enemies to friends to lovers storyline. You've, you've got the um, why in the hell is everybody leaving this child alone storyline, things that we typically see, see in these types of shows, but we don't typically see them handled with black people or by black people. So sometimes I feel like if we give somebody room to let let us see them let them cook and i really appreciated that especially in the last three episodes because i mean they're plot holes they're unresolved storylines i am still slightly resentful that this is tick's story so that meant that the journey that we came for a circle on was tick's because he's not the most interesting character to me and quite frankly i feel that tick um finally did the one thing that um i was okay with tick doing Oh, no, he needed to die. I'm actually appreciative. We'll get that later, but I, I was highly appreciative that they didn't flinch when it came to Tick's no, ending, no, he, even though he needed it was Jonathan to die. Majors. Like, no, 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 he, he needed to die. He, he did. You know, when you look at some of the things Tick has done and, and things like that, it was like, yeah, no, 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 you, you kind of do need to 
make a sacrifice. You kind of need to go. Yeah, but sometimes, especially when it's a black woman, black men get real mad when they feel like there's this this underlying resonant theme that the only good thing black men can do is die for the cause, to die for the people. But I Mm -hmm. thought this was a little different. This man spent his whole life running, and by the end, he ultimately came to see not only things that were bigger than himself, but what an aspect of what being a man meant in certain circumstances meant being willing to do the thing and to 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 sacrifice and to stand in the breach when you're the only one who can do it and that it calls for you to do it. And, uh, you know, I avoided any commentary towards the end because I didn't want to feel like I was rehashing things other people had said. I might be, but um, I was very appreciative of it. I liked uh, Ruby. Ruby is still my favorite character. I'm very sad because I've always ultimately believed that Ruby was going to come to a bad end. Um, I know a lot of people, and I am reading the fanfic for Ruby and Christina because it's fabulous. If you're not doing that for your life, you may want to just go find some. But I I liked how they worked with that whole storyline and the way that they worked it around and they still made it feel like it was integrated to the whole. So, but yeah, at the end of the day, I mean, y'all, I'm talking to two Black men. Were you resentful of the fact that ultimately, end of the day, the role that Tick needed to play was to sacrifice himself for everybody else? That's a serious question. Yes, I'm a Negro. Do I ask you not? That's all. I'm not even going to walk into that. Yes, I ask non-serious questions all the time. Yeah, I'm serious. It's like there are some times when people feel like the only thing that black men are give, black men are given to do are to die. Is that Did, a serious question for us, though? Yes, yes. For I would he, like for, to know your thoughts on the subject. I would like to know your thoughts on the subject for these two Negroes right here. Mm-hmm. These guys that are not mm-hmm. part of this four percent. These guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't care what the other percentage thinks. We know we know where they come from, and they all musty. I'd like to know what you non-musty men think about how this storyline was handled, particularly yeah, with Tick. Like that, I mean, that was a musty nigga question. In all honesty, <laughs> <laughs> fine. I will ask the non-musty ne- Negro version of that question. What do y'all I mean, think about the storyline for Tick? You know, we you know he died, and ultimately this whole like the commentary around nitpicking certain aspects of the show that people didn't agree with or they didn't agree with them because actually y'all were watching somebody else's shit so hey it's on you nigga like that those that stuff at, at this point i'm not even paying attention to because they're gonna do that with shows like this because it requires you to actually sit and fucking think versus not doing it at all with power and power book two the niggas back like it, it's it's i'm not even gonna i'm not gonna sit here and <laughs> It's not worth it because if you don't nitpick this show, but you gonna you gonna let those shows like that ride, um, then what are we? What are you really doing? Like you're trying to be overly smart when you a dumb TV watching nigga. I'm not really worried about you. I'm not really worried about people's commentary surrounding this in any negative light because I really don't think that this is something that you can go through and pick apart in one viewing. I just don't think that I don't think that's fair to yourself. I don't think that's right in in as an as appreciative for Misha's product. And I don't think it really so shows any true base to your intelligence to do that. From the first episode, you realize that this is like a, a three a, at least a three run show, like a three watch run show for you to fully grasp everything that's going on. You know, I'm looking at this like a Nolan project at this point. There's gonna be shit that I catch going through this the second time and then there's going to be stuff i catch going through it the third time but ultimately for me my pops watched all of this and the first episode he watched it and he was like 
what the fuck, Brandon? And I was like, I was like, look, he was like, I don't know if I can go back to that shit. I don't, I'm like, you be watching Vikings. Like you be watching Spartacus. You watch him and sell Like you watch shit that's out there and requires time and patience. You did the same shit with, um, you know, Breaking Bad. You watched the first two episodes and was like, I don't know, man. And then you got addicted and watched all of the seasons. So I'm like, listen, just give this shit a chance. And he, and then, you know, every week after that, it was, man, I'm back on that Lovecraft. You know, I'm watching this episode. I don't know what the fuck is going on, but I'm watching that shit. It is crazy. And I think for me, that pretty much sums up that despite you being able to follow the thread closely, you can still get full rounded enjoyment out of this show because of the imagery and because of the acting. The performances are fucking phenomenal. The way things are shot is so black. Like it is the attention to details, the things that we would pick up on is so there and it just give it, it jobs for a different experience. But if you nitpicking because you need to find something wrong with this show, you I mean, ain't nobody trying to please you, nigga. I don't know whether I thought it was them trying to to find something to nitpick with the show. I know for some people they got really kind of engrossed and involved and they started to feel um they forgot the first rule of horror movies and television shows is no one is safe, not even when you think they're safe because they should be safe. And I thought they, I think a lot of people started to feel safe that this is safe place, black people, and um, that everything was going to be fine. And ultimately, at the end of the day, all of, all the niggas was going to be fine. All the people who the niggas was with the niggas was going to be fine. And they forgot themselves a little. They also forgot this was Lovecraft country, and that things need to go sideways in order in order for the story to be advanced. So sometimes I think people rested a little in the setting. Um, it was a beautiful look at Chicago, the production, the 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 the, the costuming, um, and like you said, phenomenal performances. So I think um, one level. So I don't think it's lack of intelligence for some people. I think they got really comfortable and they were really happy and they were seeing affirmative action happening on the screen with the Black people front and center. One of my biggest complaints with this book, even though I enjoyed it, is I felt like the story happened to the Black people rather than with and through the Black people. And that is most assuredly not true in Misha Green's Lovecraft Country, which is why I said, as far as I'm concerned, Lovecraft Country belongs to Misha Green. No ifs, no ands, no buts about it. Sorry, Matt. So I don't necessarily feel like it's a lack of intelligence. I just feel like sometimes, um, and this is more of a complaint as to what you were saying, you know, you know, when in doubt, watch power. That's the dominant idea. That's the dominant way in which Black men of many different stripes are portrayed. And it's like you you get to see it, but they're very willing to explore those ways. But when it comes to looking at somebody like Atticus and following that trajectory, I, they find themselves less than comfortable, less than happy with that portrayal, with, that, with the ideology behind that kind of man. That's more of what I was asking. I like to think, I would like to know what grown ass men think about that. Not so, musky men. I know what they think. So, they loud about it. So, my, I think part of being ashy, I think part of being ashy is that you feel so safe you don't even lubricate. So, hey, wow. So I think, Chris? I th- you no. Know, so, <laughs> so, I never a problem with it. And I think the, uh, I think that I won't even call it musty. I think it's, it's not just men. I think it's a lot of black people have a problem mm-hmm. with. Addressing the complexities that come with, with blackness. So what I mean by that is, so Tick and, and Mantras both both have generational trauma and anger issues, and I think that you see both of them have to deal with that. So you you come a little bit with Montrose and, and really finding out, seeing why 
he is the way he is, right? It's generational. It's coming down from, you know, one, hiding who he is in, in terms of being gay, and then two, the fact that literally his father beat him and was a drunk as well, right? With with Tick, he's dealing with the fact that one, Montrose was his father and was passing that shit down to him. One, that his Uncle George, technically, like we were saying before, was that dude's daddy, for real. And Tick... You see, under him was dealing with that anger. He had all that anger repent up, and it would come out all these times. In the end, what Tick has to do is make that sacrifice and make the right choice for his family, which is also kind of meaning letting go of that anger, right? And that's something that a lot of black people can't do, but particularly a lot, a lot of black men don't want to do or want to understand that sometimes giving up that anger that you have also means making no sacrifice for the greater good. Right. We want to be we want to hold on to all the anger we have. And then at the same time, you want to still have, quote unquote, the happy ending. Well, sometimes you can't do that. Sometimes you have to make, you know, you have to do both. Right. And that's what Tick did. Like, that's why I said he had to go. Like, from all the other stuff he did. Right. I was like, no, Tick, Tick should die because that's how it should go here. Right. The, you know, one of the things that we were saying throughout the entire season was that the, the black women on this show were really the ones who knew what they were doing. You know, you have Hippolyta coming back, and obviously she's, like, queen of everything and knows, knows all the stuff. You see that Letty and what she's doing, um, and even Dee in, in some respect, right? So I think that this is literally Montrose, you know, as the cis heterosexual male on the show, having to make that sacrifice, letting his, letting his, his, his father, you know, giving his father the opportunity to be the, the father he needed to be. Right by letting his father know he's letting go of the anger, and then giving his child and his do they they didn't get married right? So I guess it's not girlfriend. I mean, they got baptized, but we don't know if a marriage happened. Right, 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 right. Yeah, whatever, whatever that situation, that situational ship, you know, whatever that was, the situation ship. Um, you know, letting those entanglements now. There we go. The entanglement, letting letting his entanglement, you know, um, have the power she needs to to and and not not just that, but also making the sacrifice for. Not just his family, his immediate family, but all of black people, right? Because, again, this whole idea of, you know, uh, binding white people away from, from magic so that they can no longer use that magic against black people, you know, ever, right? Overall, having to give that up. So, yeah, I think on the surface, some people are going to look at that and say, well, I can't believe Tick died and blah, blah, blah. But when you look at it, what he actually did, it make, not only makes sense for the story, but it is, a, it is the right good play. Right. And and I think it is a good happy ending in a way of what you do, because he literally sacrificed something. It's, it's the thing that people always say they would they would do. Right. Well, I would I would do I would die for my family. Well, no, seriously. Well, here's the opportunity. He literally had an opportunity to not only die for his family, but die for all of his family. Every black person, you know, in the world, Tick is Tick is, is, is making the sacrifice for. That's what people say they want, right? They say that we do that. You say that you, you know, you're not your ancestors. I would, you know, I would do all this shit. Well, this is what Tick does. You know, how do you get upset at that? That is, that is literally what we, we beat our chest and say we would, we would, we would all do. He did it. So, yeah. <laughs> you know? I frankly don't understand what is the argument against Tick dying. Well, I think it goes back to, it's, it's. it's it isn't the, ashy. Hmm? No, 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 no. I don't think, but that's the thing. I don't think it's ashy. I think it's just even just normal in shows. Like normally, it, it's like um, uh, but, 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 it's a lot of other shows are like that. The people want your your hero, especially in a show like this. They it, it, tickets the lead character, right? 
He's the mm-hmm. hero. They don't expect that person to die. Or they, they get attached and, to him as the hero. Right, and they get attached to him as the hero. never the and, hero and, and, for and, me. And so. yes, they're gonna be, there, there's some ashy people that do that. And I get it, there's some ashy people that do that. But I'm just saying that I get people who think that. I personally like that because one also goes and shows you to me well the real heroes of the show were all the women anyway you should have seen that throughout the entire show but i'm like that's also what uh, what i like about shows that keep you on uh, 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 you know you know on your toes of showing you now well if if it was to go to the second season well you can continue on the story and follow these 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 women and and take sacrifice to kind of go from there it's like i like i said i don't think it has to be i don't think it's i don't I don't think necessarily that these people are ashy. There's definitely those people, but I, I think the other people, I get what they're saying. I just don't technically agree that I'm not that, I was never that attached to Tick in that, in that first place. I don't think the show fostered a relationship with Tick to that degree for you to be so gun- for you to be so hung up that he sacrificed himself at the end. Like every week it was, Tick is doing something stupid. Like the, the moment he picked up a bat and did some shit was, did some shit was damn near the most heroic moment in the film, and that was because he realized the person that he needed to become to do that, and maybe that changed the trajectory of his mindset on what he needed to do sacrificially for the rest of this story to in this to break this cycle that had been going, like you say, generation to generation from his father's father to him to his father to him or his uncle to him. All of that is fine. I don't get being upset or torn apart because the hero's journey ended with a hero's sacrifice. For a character where this show did not foster him being that great of a fucking hero and was ultimately riding the backs of every prominent black woman face through this story all the way down to D. Like, this show was riding black women through and through. And they were heroes every time. The men were shit. They were constantly shit. Like, people he, like a redemption arc and he got to the point where he had realization and a lot of people particularly american audiences expect a redemption arc well i, I built around but I, but I will also say that that also tends to like go what you were saying row also particularly around black people because i was mm-hmm. just thinking about this everything you guys were saying well not telling this because this year was trash and we can't really count this year because there's no movies but last year we had a redemption arc with a white man who was actually started off trash in terms of Tony Stark. Everybody was okay with that. So, like I said, it's it's just one of those things that when it comes to black people, and it's one of those things I feel like it's because, and again, I am not saying this is true. I am not, I don't agree with this. I'm just I'm just I believe this is where it's coming from. People feel like because there's so few of us on TV that we can't do. I think I I really think that's where that's coming from. I I, I don't agree with it. I think that's what people are thinking. And they instinctively go, well, no, you can't kill him because he's a, he's a black hero. We, and I, I don't agree with that whatsoever. I think I literally think that's where that's coming from. Okay, I can give that. But that's one of the real things that I really liked about Misha Green's um, direction of the show. It's like, I think to a certain extent, some of those things were acknowledged. We got those moments, like the moment where he turns around and they're in the... Um, in George's business and he sees everybody and, and you get that beautiful moment with the music that's playing in the background. And he sees Montrose actually fully integrated with the family, not over to the side, just drinking, putting up the, the, the Negro guide, uh, Hippolyta building Diane's arm. uh, uh, And you see all of this beautifulness there. We always expect, or we hope, or we think that that's going to be the turning point. And they're somehow going to quote, pull it out in the end. And, 
we've been trained by a lot of TV for a lot of these movies, especially genre, that pulling it out in the end means that, that even the hero can survive. And I like the fact that she, no one was safe. I mean, at all. I don't know how many times, how many times Letty had to die? <laughs> even Letty wasn't saved. I mean, they killed her at least twice. I mean, all the way dead twice, come, brought back twice. And I, and I really appreciated this kind of storytelling. But even when she built in, and I think that's one of the things that made the moments in history that she chose to reconnect Black people to this story, to genre, and to uh, a history that's very, very much whitewashed. Those were the moments where we would get the real idea of where, why those were so horrific. Like, like I was saying in episode eight, it was built around Emmett Till's death. And, you know, that episode had a lot of conversations and it also had a lot of things that happened in moments of crisis that would lead to kind of child neglect. <laughs> uh, because everybody's wound up in their own mess and their own problems and, 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 you know, the not so silent commentary of what happens when you don't listen to your children or you don't protect them. Or, you know, one more aspect of what happens when we don't share knowledge through our families who gets harmed. And I, I love the fact that those were the areas where she focused on things. And I've been enjoying conversations with people in those areas, even the areas where I felt that there was a misstep or an area where I felt like she leaned too much into the genre and not enough into the history or vice versa. So I never really thought it was coming from just ashy people. I know it kind of felt feels like when you think about that, but like my mom has just now started Lovecraft Country. Um, a couple of my other friends are behind and they're like in my text messages. And a lot of the guys who are not musty are very, very angry about the formulation of Tick. They're also very uncomfortable with the relationship between Tick and Montrose. They don't think Montrose, his past, should have been revealed because they, now what they pass? treat that. And I think this goes into what Chris says as, quote, an excuse. What pass? I don't get these niggas. Then no, what, I'm what, sorry. what pass? Uh, 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 what, what what pass? Like him, him being gay or him, him being beat or him being beat? All of right. it. All of it. They don't like the fact that um, they don't. They, they 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 they're uncomfortable with the context, and I get a lot of their discomfort with the context is because those are at home conversations, and a well, lot of us have been praised. We don't talk about this in public. We don't talk well, about this at all. So they're no longer community mm. conversations, at least not positively. Mm. So they're uncomfortable with it. They need to be. They need to be community. Con they need to be public conversations because that's a problem. You keep it in. I agree. You keep it in, pro you keep it in, in private, I'll, right, guys? I'm. I'm sorry. That that's when you have films like, like 30s, early forties that exist. Though these conversations are out in films, like films, especially presently. Like I don't understand. Fences not handled like this is the point. What do you mean I no like fences? This is one of the first times that I would say that the I, I was not happy with how they began Montrose's because he never got like a focus of an episode to himself. His story weaved in and out and around the stories and the episodes because again, this is the women's story and the women's are the keeper of the ancestral place. Uh, and I got that, but I, this is one of the few times where you got to see and i swear to god this man is a brilliant actor and if he doesn't get nominated for something i might actually have to go burn some shit down you got to see the evolution of someone who they were present day forwards and backwards so no i don't think people were comfortable having the conversation about fidelity and loyalty in that family and the connections that were built to them and the trauma bonding that happened i don't think people necessarily were willing to want to have the conversation about 
Montrose maintaining his faithfulness in and in, in word, and well, indeed, but not in his mind. And as soon as he was free, turning to where his more natural inclinations were, they didn't like it because for them, they would be more comfortable with his redemption having been rooted in reeling like he realizing he loved his son and wanting to have that be a better relationship they don't they don't people a lot of people don't dig into how their dads got messed up and what that's done to them and how they passed that down they were perfectly comfortable with how tick expressed it with the exception of using you know the calling his daddy uh, a name but they weren't necessarily uncom- they weren't necessarily comfortable with how affirmatively Montrose's story started to coming, especially when you got back to Tulsa. I don't know how they thought the hell we were going to go back to Oklahoma since he was the only one who could go back who had actually been alive, and he would have to walk literally through his trauma of that day. Um, but a lot of people weren't necessarily comfortable with that, and I think they got blinded by that because this is the second time we've been taken back to Tulsa, and both times were traumatic. And they just felt like it was too much and like it took away from focus. So I got their understanding of it, but I would pref- I wanted to talk more about the issues they had to deal with, how they talked about masculinity, how they talked about father and son relationships. And they were like, yeah, no, that's not what, that's not what they're like. And I, I get some of it was like, that's not what we were there for. And I think that's specifically exactly what we were there What the fuck are they, the the they there for then? What the fuck were you there for? I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I don't know, what, I don't know what the fuck you're there for. This is why I asked y'all, because no, I don't, I don't think I, like no, no, Why are you so asking? I'm, I'm, now I'm going to, now I'm going to pull up Brandon and go, what the fuck are you asking us for? Because we don't, we don't know. Because y'all are reasonable men, and but sometimes I don't, but I don't, but I don't, because I, 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 I literally was like, the fuck is wrong with you? What you mean but, what you was there for? He's the only one there. You went for the book. I, what, they just going to pretend like they didn't see his family? They didn't see what happened to him? No one's going to talk about that? It's not supposed to, in fact, how his son feels about him after seeing how his daddy treated him? This is this I, was I, my I, reaction. I was like, well, maybe my reaction was wrong. I feel like it's a lot of excuses for these guys, bro. And it, it, this it just sounds like excuses. being ignorant to be ignorant on their part. Um, I don't. I'm not feeling any of this. Like, if you didn't peep that Montrose was probably abused and was hiding his homosexuality, and that was the reason that he beat his son, who he saw as weak from the first time you met but Montrose. We, but we I, knew that, though. We, but that's the thing. We also but knew, we knew that. I we think knew, they we felt knew, that was enough we, that we, we knew, knew that. We, they we did knew. not need to see it. Yeah, we did. I think we, but, but we, but, I felt we did. But this is saying, uh, so um, uh, I don't want to. I don't want to keep doing this. I, don't, I hate talking no, about. I, I hate I talking about other people because right, I wanted to talk no, about the differences I, of how certain stories get told and how people get presented in episodic television that's built I'm around sorry, black I'm sorry. people. I just, and I just, I just, I just, I didn't just, mean to get. I'm sorry. Yeah, I can't. I can't. I don't want. I don't want. Because here's my my whole thing is. Did you watch Game of Thrones? You did. All right, cool. You watch eight seasons of people no, getting raped, son. Then shut the fuck up. I just, I don't, I don't care about this shit. No, I, I'm sorry. I can't. I, I have, I have too short of a time anymore to talk about people that don't get shows like this or who, 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 who. Like, I'm sorry. If you don't want to do that, then fine. Go fucking watch a, a, a comedy or go. I don't watch. I don't watch romantic comedies. I don't. I don't watch. I don't watch watch dramas like that. I, I don't. That's just not my thing. Y'all know better. I don't watch musicals. Y'all know better than they hit me up with some musical. I'm not going to watch that shit. If from the first episode of Lovecraft Country, if you didn't think that they were going to go to some of these places, then you shouldn't have fucking watched. You don't get to go and watch the entire 10 episodes and go, why would they show the, the generational trauma that he had from his daughter? Because that's the fucking point of the show. 
That's literally the point of the fucking show. Like, what are you watching the show for? What are you wasting 10 hours of your fucking time watching a TV show if you're going to complain about the fact that, well, I didn't really need to see Montrose's father oh, come reading on, like that. You know that. good and damn well people like to hate watch. I was I don't, more I don't, I'm, talking I about I, I appreciated the fact that this did not just skim the surface on these issues. That was mostly my point. I did not mean to get, I did want to gut check because my instinctive reaction was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Bro, you know, no, you bro, you know that. No, bro, 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 you know, you know, I didn't your people mean are trash. To get you hung you, up, you know, my you, bad. you know, your people are trash. You know, your people are this trash. This is why I immediately started off when you asked that question with, why are you asking us that? You know, that's not a question. Because I like, it's okay, not a question. Look, it's I not like a question. No, opinion. it's not. You, I don't you, care. But you know, but you know like our opinion. No, I'm no, no. I'm siding, I'm siding, I'm siding with Brandon on this one. You did this on purpose. You know our opinion. You knew, you knew you knew we would say on this one. Nope, no, um, no, no, Ro, Ro, do not play on this with this one. I'm not letting you slide on that y'all. one. You knew, you knew better than that. Me and Brandon, the dumb <laughs> shit. Whatever. I'm still going to ask you. You're just going to have to deal with me. The only, the only, you know, you know, the only problem I had with Montrose is the is my biggest problem with Montrose. In episode Ooh. ten, oh, he had the big thing of salt, and he didn't give Mont, he didn't give take no salt to eat with that fucking like what was it, a piece of heart or liver or nothing. He just made that motherfucker eat it raw. He had a big ass. Come on, man. Come on. You had a big thing. They already had it soaking in something that made it look weird. I mean, just you give him, him, put a little salt on it. Give the man something. You tell him to pinch his nose and swallow it. Motherfucker, you got the salt over there. Give him something. Put some seasoning on that shit. If I got to eat a white man's heart or liver or what the fuck I'm going to eat, you better give me some fucking salt. Look, they needed the salt to salt and make the circle. They couldn't be worried about his seasonings. I think the salt circle around the child who you they left a, in the a, car again a, a little, was a little, a little more piece, important. A, a, I mean, a, a little, a little pinch, a little pinch. I mean, something. Come on, come on. Just. If you're gonna keep leaving your child in the car like you just running into the grocery store right come quick, on. she I had think the eye. She, she had a she had an eye robot arm and a pit bull. Come on, come on. She she was good. She's fine. She's fine. Really, really. That's where you're going. She's fine. She, she got fine. an eye robot arm. She's fine. She broke a white woman's neck at the end of this. She was yeah, fine. Yeah, she good. She, she, I she, love everything about her just having a cyborg moment. She just went full cyborg. I love it. Right. I mean, shit. She got a, she got a pet demon in, in, a, in, a, in a robot arm. That's the, that season two right there. Just <laughs> Hey, man, that's the moon girl and her dinosaur. I really I need to just go ahead and make that I mean, crossover. Just give it to me. I mean, really? I mean, we're going we're gonna to do that. Um, I know you like Ruby, but I called I, I Ruby Ice Cube. Because <laughs> What? Ruby, Ruby's making all the wrong decisions, yo. No, you're not going to compare her to that piece of trash. Not really, though? Not really? Uh, no. Really? You, I mean, pick somebody else. Just not him. She suffered the ramifications of her actions wanting to hold on to that privileged skin. Mm. She- yeah, right. I'm right. I'm like, mm, you sure about that one? I just, I can't, I'm not Ice Cube. Maybe it's just because I love Mumi. Look, love listen, Mumi. look, no, no, she's a fantastic I actress. I, I love her. She, did a, she, she, she played the hell out of that role. Ruby Trash. I'm sorry, Ruby yeah, Trash. She, Ruby is trash. Ruby she's trash. a whole cautionary tale about loyalty and respectability politics and when you're supposed to get off that train. She got I, every, I she had every opportunity. And was like, the, really, the reason you really mad at me about Emmett Till's death is dot, 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 truth. Yes, listen. <laughs> the, Those speeches were just platinum plan. All right. I the only so the only thing I was kind of well I kind of wanted to happen at the end. 
I almost wanted it to, for Letty and, and Tig to be like, well, no, 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 Christine, we, we knew Ruby would betray us. We, well, not, but she didn't, though, so I was like, okay, damn, all right. I, I, was, I, was, I was hoping for them to be like, no, 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 we knew Ruby was trash. We knew she was going to tell you because she was trash like that, so. We 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 you anticip- really wanted someone we, to just say you knew she was trash. We, we, yeah, we, anticip- we, anticip- we anticipated. Tr- well, because like Montrose, even Montrose's trash ass was like, man, you better not tell Ruby nothing. <laughs> Montrose knows nigga. Montrose can spot a nigga like him right. a mile away. Right. Yeah, yeah, he right. can spot a problem. Yeah. Right. No, I, I, damn. I just, I mean, even in these circumstances, I feel Ruby is still better than Ice Cube. I think that's why I'm offended by the comparison because I still think Ruby is better than Ice Cube. I don't, you know, I I could go with you until she went over to Christine and said, "I always wanted to be a redhead," and then I was like, "Okay, that was a hat tip to the book. That was straight I, up I, a hat I, tip." No, to the book. I, I get it, I get it, but I would just at that point I was like, "She's liking this shit a little bit too much," and it was also the. But- but it goes back to that respectability part, part right? The, and the reason yeah. why I say it's Ice Cube is because of that whole idea of she got a little bit of taste of that privilege. She got enough of the privilege to take care of herself, Power. and she really wasn't Power using it. And she and she wasn't using it compared to like Hippolyta, who got that knowledge, got that power, and was using it. Matt, tell you the truth, everybody else, everybody, Hippolyta, um, Tick, Letty, all of them who got a little bit of the glimpse of the future, glimpse of this power. Everyone was trying to use it a little bit to protect somebody else, right? Except for Ruby, who was literally using it for herself. You know, but and, I mean, Christina didn't pick her just because she was a way to get next to Letty and Tick. Like called to like, no, Ruby was who she was from Jump Street. Well, and 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 I that's mean, and I do appreciate the fact that like Chris, Christina and and Ruby did have a legit relationship, but at the same time, like Christina did also didn't hesitate to kill her when she needed to. I'm like, Dude, this is why you don't trust some white people, yo. I mean, I don't understand how Ruby even thought there was any idea that she wasn't going to get caught, and if she got caught, she wasn't going to die. This girl killed her whole damn family for one damn spell. She killed them because they wouldn't give her what she wanted willingly. You No, you don't trust her. Not just because she's white and a, a white woman. You just don't trust nobody who's willing to give kill everybody in her damn way to get what she wants. The second she told you she just needed his blood, and only but then she didn't say she needed a vial. She said she needed his blood. That means she's gonna bathe in it. And the sop to your ego was to te- make her promise not to hurt your sister? After she just told you she about to commit a whole ass murder? Ruby knew she was gonna die. She had to know she was gonna die. She, she should have did a better job stealing. <laughs> right you look, here here note note to anybody other who's trying to steal something don't look directly at the item you plan on stealing yeah don't cock your head what what am i looking at oh i'm not looking at the vial that i'm going to try to fill with your blood to give to ticking them no i'm not going to do that come on come on well, like of all the ways you could have gotten a piece of christina without going in her lab come on. Come on. ma'am Get it. you're a bad thief Terrible. And now you're in a coma. Right. You're in a bed in a coma and don't nobody know where you are because no one knows where Christina lives. You're just dead in a bed. Uh, you know, hey, you know. But hey, did, hey, you got to be a white woman for a couple of days. So there's Yeah, that. but did you clock that it wasn't Christina, uh, that it wasn't Ruby in the car? Yeah, singing that damn song, song she didn't want to sing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, now you, now you, now you got to sing it. 
Now she got a sense of family. I was like, see, this is just awkward. I don't know. I don't know. My brothers and I have a love-hate relationship, and it's hyper-contentious. If I ask my brother for something and his black ass said no, then he show back up later like, we cool? I might just throw holy water on him with some salt in it just to make sure. Because we already know people wearing people like skin suits. Like, th- like the fact that there are Edgar suits well, in, this in this show. Well, th- did the rest of them know? I don't think the rest of them knew that Christina Letty and Will were the- Did Letty know that Christina and Will were the same person? I don't think any of them Letty did know. knew that Ruby got to be a white woman for a day because Ruby told her when I was like oh, that one time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But Letty yeah. knew. True. That is true. But it's also, like, it's also your sister that you ain't really talking to. So when she says that, it's like, did she just give you some good weed? That might be true. <laughs> Well, you, what you mean? He was white for a day. Right. I don't know, but that—that's what I really appreciated, especially starting in uh, episode eight and going into episode nine and ten. You got to see all these different machinations and how they came about. But when I realized that uh, the spell of a thousand deaths to keep that dude alive was him hacking up black people for healthy body parts to put whatever was missing on him back. Mm. Yeah. I had to I I had to walk away from my television for a minute. That's the one time where I was perfectly with William watching that so, looking that man in his eyes and dying. Well, it was I, I, and I think this also comes back to when you have a black touch on the on the screen, right? Where they didn't harp on it enough that you could really see that it wasn't like overly tra- it was an, it was enough, but they didn't have to like like if this had been Game they would have shown him hacking off a, a black man's body parts to put onto that dude, right? They didn't really yeah, do that. Just having the right. table. You, was you, you had enough that you knew what it was without really making it that kind of trauma uh, that we, we like to we like to do. Um, so I, I appreciate them doing that. Also appreciate uh, Titus getting summoned by a bunch of black people and be like, "You let these niggers get that book." <laughs> they brought him back from hell to steal from him. Let him know black people had his book and his magic. To whoop his ass, to kill him, to send him back to hell. That is a glorious thing. But he came back from hell looking like he'd been chilling, sipping whiskeys and smoking cigars. It's white man's hell. You know, so, you know. Right. I mean, it's just like, it's like, it's like, it's, just, it's the federal prison for white people. Yeah. 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 Club Med, isn't that what they call it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, got, he got the pig. Just, he got the okay, pig. Yeah. I'm saying he was in hell. We don't know that he was in hell. For all we know, he has his own weird little funky ancestral plane where he's just been kicking it. Where they, wherever, they, wherever they summoned him from, he'd been chilling in his coattail. All right. <laughs> we get satisfaction that these motherfuckers will burn for eternity and death wherever the hell we send them. When he looked Hannah in the face and said, you ungrateful, I was, I was done. I was done. But it's also, I mean, it's, it's so fitting, right? This, mm-hmm. is, this is, you know, what white people think they do. You, you know, I, I, I gave you, I gave you something. You didn't really give it to me. You forced it on me, and yeah, I ain't asked for none of this right. shit. Thank you. you. Know, this is, yeah, I didn't ask for this. You know, um, so yeah, I, I, I think that, and, and again, it just goes back to pulling everything back together of what the, what the whole show was about. You know, going right back to the beginning, and you know, with you have white people, and and again, the other thing I, I appreciate is this idea of. White people thinking so small and thinking and 
you gotta think about it both um christina and even her father were thinking so small about getting immortality for themselves and in the end what you have is tick letting all them giving some something so much more for all all black people right beyond themselves you know beyond their immediate family and and doing something well which which is also if you think about it we're in the middle of an election year and things like that we're not even in the middle of it we're like literally two weeks away from an election and this idea of once again black people and marginalized people again voting for themselves and not just themselves but for the greater good and the greater causes of everything well you have at least 45 to 46% of white people literally voting for themselves, right? Well, Chris, and things so small. Like we would do that. We would more do that stronger as a people if our ancestors also came back and told us the right fucking thing to do. True. Versus we were focused on doing it first because it really was about saving us and saving tech for a long time. Right. Yeah. Ancestors, and then they showed back up and they was like, listen, we didn't hold this shit down for years for you to save one nigga. But 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 that's what I'm saying. It's like if you think about it, the overwhelming the overwhelming number of marginalized people do that. The overwhelming mar. I mean, we we'll talk, people will talk all they want about the dumb niggas, right? The ice cubes and fifty cents and all these these cone ass niggas that show up at the last minute, almost on the voting for Trump, and they doing all this stuff this year, right? But the vast majority of black people and marginalized people are not doing that. The vast majority of the of of our people, you know vote well beyond themselves they vote for their communities and that's what we do that's that's how we survive this long you know to do this and so that's what i say when i see this i mean if anything you get the rubies out there because even ruby herself was just trying to get magic for herself and mm-hmm. using it for herself everyone else though you know does it for everybody you know and so again i i, I like the that theme throughout this entire thing of you know, when you give the power to those that that need it the most, what will they do with it? Are they, you know, it's that the idea when you we talk about like welfare and things like that, when people say, well, you can't give poor people, you know, the money, you can't give them, you know, a, a living wage, you can't give them food, you can't do all this stuff because they'll misuse it. And what you find when you do that is they don't misuse it, right? They usually use it to better themselves and better their community. Or like you give them twelve hundred dollars, hoping they'll go out and stimulate the economy, and gosh darn it, didn't they go pay their damn rent? How right, you know, and and you see that they're actually way more responsible. Whereas when you give it to the selfish, privileged people, what do they end up doing? They end up being the selfish, privileged people, right? And so, I I think that's the other thing too about that makes Lovecraft Country, even though it's set in the past, and we go back into the past. I love the fact that it is very relevant. You know, yeah. also appreciate the future things like the shout out to uh, uh, um, um, Afua and 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 other things like that. The idea that you know uh, Tick's son is the one who wrote Lovecraft Country as George Freeman and that kind of stuff. Like I, that stuff you know is is nice, nice throwaways, uh, not throwaways, but nice things to put in there as well. But again, overall, the show is evergreen. It fits into the larger narrative that we see in today. I liked it because um, for all the moments where we got the nice little hat tips to the past or we got the hat tips to modern people, like, because I love Afua's work. Um, But I also liked it because it talked about time periods or it presented time periods in ways in which think about things that I hadn't really thought about as it related to, like, my own family lifespan. Like, I went back and started looking up uh, about 
freeways and highways and, you know, free exercise of movement and why Black people were so into cars after this and like the Negro guide. But it also reminded me that we've lost the harmonious collective that used to be Black people, you know? It's like one of the things that we had to sacrifice to be more fully integrated and assimilated into the whole were the harmonious collective of places that we had that were squarely Black and there was nothing wrong with them being Black. And I think this show just kind of, you know, it reminded me of what happens when people all come together. Like when Letty's experience in the ancestral place was about being told by Hattie how not to repeat the mistakes of Hannah and to still learn magic, you know, and hers was much more matter of fact. Whereas of course, Hannah's was a, a quest, right? Uh, a quest to do, to right the wrong she failed to wrong the first time. And, and, and her method and her, and her weapon to do that was tick because he was the ultimate iteration of the ancestors who she had shot, sought to save and, you know, keep cloaked from this magic. But between all of them, between Hetty, between Dora, between Hannah, you got this sense of all the pieces that this family line has lost, either through silence, through separation, uh, through trauma, through, through choices that had to be made, and choices that shouldn't have been made, that were wrong. And you get the understanding of how Ruby ended up how she is. And I do wish they had given us a bit more context about Ruby's mother. I never really cared about who Ruby's daddy was. I know people was wondering who Ruby and Letty's daddy was. I didn't care. But I did wish we had just a little bit more touch on that relationship, you know, because there are just certain threads that they didn't travel down because they didn't go along with the main line. And that's why I would love if they did do more of these, they were again anthology style. And they followed some of these other aspects. I'd be fine if we just followed Hippolyta. I mean, for the next 200 years of her teaching and learning and D were her now newly militant self. But I would also be very interested to see what happens as Letty is now the keeper of the book and the keeper of magic. And what have they changed since George wrote the book that gave D the warning that made her go and choke the crazy white girl who the grownups should not have left alive to death? You know, so I I, I, I do I do appreciate that. That was like, yeah, no, you don't leave her sitting on a rock, and then somebody's going to move the rock, and no, no, you kill her. That's that's how you don't, don't you guys again? You can for for somebody who knows. Well, actually, technically, Tick was the one that did all the sci-fi, so you know, technically, I agree. So Tick would have known, but like, you don't leave her alive. What the hell? Come on. Yeah, but, yeah, but I like the fact that D said she's like they still haven't learned, but she was talking about her people. I mean, and I do believe that I know a lot of people online I saw on Twitter right after it was calling the child a sociopath, and I don't think she is. I think that D is the manifestation of fear that white people have about black people. And I think that uh part of it has to do with the fact that a significant amount of their indoctrination of black people has been the ethos of forgiveness because forgiveness means we leave them alive even when we win. Mm -hmm. And for them, that forgiveness gives them the opportunity to come back and try again. That means that the battle isn't over. It just has to, it has to, it has to mutate because they were left alive. So the, you know, the ideology that ends in forgiveness for your enemies, um, forgiveness for those who, you know, trespassed against you, means you've walked away from somebody who's alive. And you, we all know if they had left Christine alive, she would have spent the remainder of her life and made sure the remainder of her bloodline, and she would have told every single person who was in the Brotherhood of Adam 
that they needed to get magic back. And it goes back to Hannah's original line when she says, that which was stolen wasn't yours to begin with. And every bit of Titus's magic was stolen from uh, non-white people. Mm -hmm. So technically, all they did was take that stuff back. But Black people in the real have been firmly indoctrinated to believe anything that touches on the ancestral hold or or magic or anything that has any kind of hint is evil or is of Satan or is wrong, and that the true path to grace is one that is always peaceful and always, you know, you know, accepts suffering, accepts trauma, and includes forgiveness. I mean, yeah, in Misha Green's that. Lovecraft Country, D says that shit is a lie. Yeah, yeah, fuck that shit. Kill it, kill it dead. Um. Yeah. All right. Any uh closing thoughts on uh the series? I think That's I might actually good. like this better than Watchmen overall. As a full circle thing, I think I think story wise, I liked the anthology elements of Lovecraft Country, but Watchmen and Lovecraft Country are my one and two for episodic for the year. So HBO is. HBO has given me all kinds of life, and I'm happy about it. Yeah, no, HBO doing a great job with these. Bren, you got any last thoughts? I just feel like we need more black sci-fi horror films because this is pretty much where I'm getting my life lessons from. Just like after watching Get Out, I am now able to pick niggas stuck in the sunken place out in public. I now know why Mitch McConnell's hand looks like that. So I'm just learning. Yeah, waiting, you waiting for the you waiting for the black person to come out from Mitch McConnell. The the have we seen Ice Cube and Mitch McConnell in the same place at the same time? I'm just Negative. Saying, I'm finding new ways to diverse. Just throwing it out there. I want someone to go check his crawl space. I'd like to know how long he's been, you know, cannibalizing to stay alive. I'm mad at you, Brandon. I'm just trying to learn how to see more shit before it happens, bro. I'm not going to be able to unsee that. I hate you. So thank you, Misha. Keeping niggas green. Yeah. So. <laughs> Um. All right. So there you guys have it. That is our uh, final review of Lovecraft. Last three episodes of Lovecraft Country. Find the rest of the reviews, movie trailer reviews on uh, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, and our MTR network. Um. I know Ro and I have uh, we have get get the hell out coming on premium. I'm finally getting something else that's not movie related on premium. We're gonna be I'm gonna be talking about uh, Ghost Ghosts of uh, Sushima with um, Aaron from Black, Black Astronaut, Astronauts this weekend, and I think that um, Ro and I are gonna talk about one of the Bloomhouse um, films. We'll figure out which one uh, on premium as well, kind of this week. So stay tuned for all of. So, again, folks, thank you guys very much for listening, and until next time, we're out of here.